Welcome back to another episode of Say Something Interesting here at Eastlake Tri-Cities. Uh, it's Mallory here today with our teaching pastor, Brent. Hey, guys. Yeah, it feels like spring here in the Tri-Cities. It does. It's oh, nice it's out so today. Nice. Kyla but- and I just walked around the uptown oh. in like three loops. A little date date uh, afternoon. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah, it's great. It's nice out there. I love it. Yep. And we are coming to you uh, an, again a little bit later than than what we've yes. been. It's been we've been off on our scheduling. So if you're like yeah, a routine person, flexible. you're probably we're driving you crazy. And yes. I apologize because uh, we just dropped last week's episode like yesterday, I think. Oh. Maybe today. <laughs> and now this one's coming out in real you just fast. Get to, so you know how like really cool podcasts like put all of their episodes out at once. Yeah. You can binge. Yeah. So you yeah, can yeah. binge That's what our this podcast. Is. Just, it's, a, it's a two week binge is what this is. <laughs> so you're probably listening back to back from the other one yes. would be my guess. I mean, that's what I would probably do yeah. if I was listening. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really go anywhere. So it's weird to kind of do introductions again. So we're just, you know, we're here. Back, back from commercial break. <laughs> yeah. Our commercials where we make loads of money on this thing. <laughs> yes. All the sponsorships. Yeah. They were okay with our flex, our, our flex schedule. And we have been working on a, a little uh, online Dropbox agenda to try yeah, and keep our thoughts in be... <laughs> order, guys. So we this may be the most we're just organized, super official. <laughs> organized podcast we've ever done. It's going to be great. Uh, and no children. So And no children. Yeah. Yep. Sadly. So anyways, uh, how you doing? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Are you having a good week? It's the sun, like literally changes my mood. Yeah, Clive's been uh, doing the outdoor thing and, and yep. enjoying it. Today so nice. is the uh, first day of Lent, too. Yes. This is Ash Wednesday that yeah. we're, we're coming to you. Yes, I grew up to, um, every year. Like we didn't. We went to Ash Wednesday. Well, we weren't Catholic. We were Methodist. Um, Methodist growing up. Um, we didn't do the like not eating meat and that type of thing, but we did always give something up and went to like different like events throughout Lent. Yeah. So my sister told me, so this is funny. She works for Amazon. Well, she works for AWS, but she was like, okay, I have what I'm giving up for Lent. And I was like waiting for like social media or phone. She's like, Amazon. And I'm like, okay, what do you mean? Like oh, not man. purchasing anything Whoa. on Amazon. And I was such a bad sister. Cause I was like, wait, are you sure? <laughs> because we both that have infants. really hard. And I like, we both have kids the same age. Well, yeah. Grady's a little bit older. And I'm like, oh, I don't shop anymore. Yeah. Like, I can't go to stores. She's like, oh, well, maybe I should, like, have Jeff. Maybe I, if I make a list. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then I'm like, it. that's, yeah. I think that's fair. Because there are some things that you, like. Impulse buy. Yeah. Or, or this would be even more painful. I'm going to take it off of Prime Shipping. And I'm going to make you, oh. I'm going to select the five to seven business days. <laughs> Where you get like 50 cents. For yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. They're going to give you 50 cents to their pantry that you're never going to buy anything yeah. with it. And uh, and now I'm going to wait. And when it says, you know, you can expect your delivery April 14th. Right. And you're like, oh, I don't really. That's fine. Mean, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, let's just roll with this. Yeah. That yeah. would be, that would be a sacrifice. I yes, think. totally. Yeah. Well, and so I think I'm doing something, something like I've always given something up and added something. So like tried to, so our, my adding thing is trying to spend 30 minutes outside. Um, well today you can make that work. We got that. Absolutely. Um, and then I haven't decided what I'm giving up. Kylie yet. and I, I mentioned in the podcast, uh, a, a few weeks ago, uh, it wasn't one, I think it was the one that Andrew and I did together. Um, Kylie and I are doing a Lent devotional that, uh, Something that we follow online, put together on the book of Ecclesiastes called mm. Every Broken Thing. And uh, so we started that this morning. We did like a little devotional time together, which was awesome. Oh, cool. And then we're trying to decide, uh, you know, what it is for Lent, uh, fasting, feasting kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I decided uh, I decided I'm going to do the social media thing just because mm-hmm. 
for distractions more than like right um you know i'm obsessed with with social media. i don't mm-hmm. post a lot i mean I, I i really don't you're not gonna the outside world is not gonna miss anything from that's me, me too um, yes but i do consume quite a bit and i feel mm-hmm. a responsibility to kind of uh, all right, I the excuse is I want to keep up on everything that's everybody's going on in their lives, and you know I'm pastor, so it's kind of part of it. But it is distracting. It is also a source mm-hmm. of news for me, right? Um, and so that Same. will be interesting. Uh, but I think that 40 days without the political discourse of uh, the dumpster fire that is right. the 2020 presidential primaries, um, I think it'll be all right. Yeah, so and maybe might not be a time and to force go. us to read like actually go online article like yeah. actually search for sources that you're interested in and not just the same people that you always see on social media they're sharing the same things yeah and so and then maybe have some conversations with people in real life about it so like I brought a crazy book, i brought a book to lunch today <laughs> and i was like i'll read during lunch that'll be fine right and i realized like you it's really hard to do that because your hands are taken up elsewhere with mm-hmm. eating the food and uh so then i immediately pulled out my phone mm-hmm. and then i i i mean i cheated on the first day and i mm-hmm. I, I had to catch myself and right. be like, oh no i'm not doing this today yeah. so i gotta figure out maybe how to like to do the like i don't want to like uh d- delete it from my phone i know because i know like sunday i'm gonna get on there and be like i gotta catch up the whole week uh, just sunday well after on I the speak, iphone you can gonna... and i think you said kylie did this you can like gateway thing you have like yeah. five minutes you can like put screen time on whatever the thing five minutes so then you it says do you want one more minute or 15 more minutes yeah um, no, i want no more minutes right no more minutes yeah but so anyways yeah. that's the exciting uh steps that we're taking yes but, uh Good luck in your your thing. I know. So. I got to figure it out. Okay, you've got <laughs> I have something five, fifteen hours on here with no. Oh, talk to me about oh. Google alerts. Okay, yeah. So it has name. to do with my say something interesting, but I'll wait for that. Okay. But um, yeah, I just googled my name and Alex's name, Ca- and I careful. was just so no nothing. Nothing. Like, I'm boring. Oh, okay. Well, and then I was like, no, there used to be some stuff from college that was in there, like. So oh. that's different from Google alerts. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. No, but then I was like, well, what's even going to show up? Because I was like. Because I was listening to this podcast and they were like, oh, yeah, I have Google alerts on you and you and you and you. Yeah, yeah, and so it would be like anytime. And they're like um, NPR people. So, like, of course, Google alerts are going to pop up on them because they write articles and things like that. Um, but then I was like, oh, so it's not even worth doing a Google alert on my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because nothing's even showing up. Right. So that's what the Google okay. alerts thing was. So I thought you brought this up for a different reason. Because oh. we haven't talked about this no. before. So back when we, when I was in college, I was at Northwest University uh-huh. and uh, poker was at its absolute peak. It was on ESPN all night long. We were playing it in the dorms. We were playing it in the apartments. <laughs> we were playing it every night. We were staying up way too late. And uh, it was like this big thing. And we, uh, I was also on ASB at mm. a Christian university. And so I'm sure there was something in the fine print right. about not gambling on there. And I was really good friends with the ASB president. I was the ASB vice president. And so we we found the loophole in that we would buy gift cards oh to gosh. Best Buy and Safeway and play for gift cards because that, in our minds, was not. Because you could never just play for nothing. Like, it was not work. You cannot play for I nothing. I tell, I argue with Alex work. all the time because they, Do bet, not tell me they that. bet at work all no. the time for the dumbest stuff. I'm like, just bet and be like, woohoo, you won. No. And he's like, no. No, 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 no. That doesn't <laughs> yeah. work. So we were playing for gift cards, which was, and, and then we had all these non-ASB people being like, dude, let's just, I don't have time to go get a gift card. Let me just money. play for cash. 
We're like, we just, I, we, we want to have something to act like we at least tried. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so it was like this big, funny, but un, you know, unconventional, whatever. Well, then after we graduated college, uh, one of the guys, his name's Caleb, wrote a fake article that looks like it came from the Tacoma News Tribune oh my gosh. about a pastor who ran a gambling ring at Northwest <laughs> University and thousands of no. dollars were being exchanged every night, right? He wrote this a long time ago, sent it out. We had a good laugh about, you uh-huh. know, yeah. the News Tribune. But he never took that down from the internet that's been out there. Does it he, say your name in it? Yes. Oh, my God. And he set up Google alerts. No. To be able to see if anybody found this and watch this. And he literally emailed us like a week ago, like, it's been quiet. Nobody's seen it ever. Like, it has zero Okay, so like I am totally eight years. not understanding when the Google alert is. I thought the Google alert was like, because I can save stuff that if something pops up, I want to hear about it. But the Google alert would be like, I find out when someone's Googling about me. When when people go and visit the website, he gets notified oh, that people are visiting this site. So there was a recent spike of activity no. on, a, a, <laughs> on a web article that is not legit. <laughs> That we were not gambling for thousands of dollars. It was literally the opposite. We were playing for $10 Baskin Robbins gift cards. Oh my gosh, I feel cards. like that's right in line of the political news of like random articles that people post. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. So he that's just forwarded hilarious. this out like uh, two weeks ago. So I thought maybe it was you. Oh, and I like found you, it. <laughs> you Googled my name and we're going to bring it up in this podcast. Like, what's this I hear about? Thousands of tuition dollars being exchanged? That's so funny. Oh, no. Oh. No. No, but I was just intrigued funny. on Google Alerts. Yeah, there you go. Well, a <laughs> little bit of background on that. <sighs> all right. Well, we yeah. should uh, jump into uh, what the podcast is really all about, which is a follow-up on uh, what we mm-hmm. talked about on Sunday mornings. And uh, we just finished a series. No, we just started a series. Sorry, series. Gosh, Take dang, and I'm, eat. I'm doing the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, started a brand new series on the Bible, which is probably one of my favorite topics that I get mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, I got a comment from somebody after service like, you just... Like, how did you talk with no notes? Like, you never even looked at your notes. And I was like, well, one, it was second service, so I'd already just done this. But then, two, like, I love this topic. Like, I Mm -hmm. could do this topic all the time in my sleep because this is the stuff that is, like, really interesting to me. Um, And so it uh, it flies off the tongue a little easier than maybe uh, some other stuff. So, And I would say that maybe a lot of portion of people that first come to Eastlake, those are a lot of the questions that you're potentially like fielding a lot. And so it is something that is talked about often at Eastlake because someone might have come into Eastlake that has like a super traditional, like traditional background with Bible or traditional like uh, church background and their experience with the Bible was different. And so those questions are fielded often. And we had a really great second timer survey that came in this last week from somebody Mm -hmm. who said, um, that one of the things he appreciated was it's not like fundamentalist, you know, we read this through our 2020 mindset and know exactly what it means and how to apply it, but it's also not a free for all. It's so pliable that it can mean whatever you want it to mean. Like there's some, there's like a middle tension, middle ground, a tension that needs Mm -hmm. to be resolved or, or that, you know, exists or whatever. And I've always felt that that's definitely very true. The The main points, if you hadn't had a chance to listen to it or if it's just been a few days um, since Sunday and you kind of forget what I was talking about, but um, the idea being 
that the Bible, we've got to remember, it's ancient, it's ambiguous, and it's diverse. It's mm-hmm. it's ancient in terms of they do things differently than, or they did things differently than, and to impose our morals or our views of how things should look now isn't really fair. It's ambiguous in terms of just, there's a lot of open, and there's a lot of gray air. As much as you'd like it for it to be black and white, there's there's a call to wisdom and a call to uh, read the situation and interpret your surroundings and circumstances mm-hmm. uh, that plays differently. And then diverse in terms of you see this like kind of evolution of thought that's going to take place that really is going to show up uh, in in part three of of the of the series. But I, I try to do a little bit of it in terms of the uh, kind of evolution of thought between something that sh- the Passover meal that showed up in Exodus and then how Deuteronomy translated that and then also how second chronicles did and um i got into the weeds kind of a little bit but i think that i think it was good i think i think people enjoyed it well and the start of the proverbs um was a good start because i feel like people who have never even opened a bible have heard a proverb before yeah and i think that's like the like number one ambiguous thing you can a proverb is so ambiguous yeah i mean one of the ones that i cut that i put in our our notes for on, on the agenda here is this idea of the wealth of, of rich people. Like mm-hmm. when it comes to wealth, there there are two different teachings that show up and they're not side by side. They're separated by a bunch of different chapters. But the very first part of the proverb, if it was kind of like a rhyming, you know, uh, what do they call those? Do, uh, Alliteration. Uh, no. thing. That, I where it's like, know. You know, the first part and the second part. Anyways, yes. there's two parts to it. Part yes. A is the same in both of them. The wealth of the rich is their fortress. But then the, the explication or the the takeaway or the interpretation of it is different. Like in the first version, um, it, it's a hedge against ruin, which is like, you know, the, the, it's a, uh, that wealth protects from the poverty of the poor is what it says. Like you get mm-hmm. to avoid certain bad circumstances in life because you were smart with your money. So that's right. a wise wisdom proverb. But then a few chapters later, it says the wealth of the rich is their fortress. And then it goes negative and it says a wall of false protection. Like, money won't make you happy. Money doesn't solve yeah. all your problems, right? It, but it's, so it's like it solves some of your problems, mm-hmm. but it doesn't solve all of and them. And often you just <laughs> see one of them. Like right. you're not, if someone's not going to quote a proverb and quote just both of those, typically they're going to quote just one part of that. And so you're yeah. taking that ambiguity there. Yeah. And the other, the other part too on the diversity thing of like, wh- what does it say? Uh, I want the Bible to be black and white, and it's kind of gray. Um, is even in you look at the treatment of slavery and and the fact that slavery is uh, an an assumed reality for them mm-hmm. is also a, another reminder that this Bible is ancient, like it was for them. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they had spent, especially even in the New Testament, well, well, maybe the New Testament could have been more progressive. Listen. In the New Testament world, the Roman the way that the Roman government system worked, like slaves were an inherent part of it. If you don't, if you think Paul didn't go far enough, what you're failing to realize is if Paul had made that his platform, and I'm going to stake my flag in the ground and abolition of slavery, and we're going to do this, um, it it that message would have never gotten any sort of traction. It would have been shut down entirely. Like there's no mm-hmm. there's no world in which that one his as much as we would have been like we think that that's right. Now we've kind of obviously mm-hmm. at post civil war we're like that's definitely um we're definitely anti slavery mm-hmm. um in, in in but in his world it was so accepted around him for him to preach that message would have been it would have been lost it would have been right. it would never have gotten here so instead he makes progressive moves and there's an evolution that you see in, even in scripture interpretation of what does it mean to, to um 
uh, to operate in this way. So in, in Exodus chapter 1, or sorry, Exodus chapter 21, you, there's this talk about treatment of slaves. And um, listen, if you're slave, if you do something to injure a slave, um, it's not the eye for an eye, tooth for tooth thing. You, are, you have the option to just let that slave go as kind of a payment for mm-hmm. the thing that you've taken from the opportunity to be able to have two right arms or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. You let them go. And then it evolves later on in Deuteronomy. And it's like, hey, no. Uh, it's not that if they get hurt, you are required by law to let them go after a period of time, having served seven years or whatever. Um, and when they leave, you're supposed to bless them. And then later on, it shows up. And now it's like in this like year of Jubilee thing where they're not actually even slaves considered. They're just like, you know, employment. So it, you see like this weird evolution of oh, what, 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 do, what does the Bible have to say about the treatment of slaves? And then the answer to that would be depends on which author you're looking at right. and which book you're interested in and which covenant it falls under like there's it's all over the place there's not one talk about it it's it's different so yeah and I think it allows Christians to like continue to have the conversation um regarding certain situations that were occurring 10 years ago 20 years ago 30 years ago that they're new and it allows us to still um not like make things up from the bible but look at the bible deeper and be like okay what what can we learn from a new situation that wasn't occurring in biblical yeah. times. How did they adapt wisdom in their current situation? Mm-hmm. What made sense to them that way? Mm-hmm. And then not just looking back, but then having that inform us even today. All right. How, what does wisdom look like for mm-hmm. us? What do we do in light of uh, a God who operates like this or thinks like this or, um, you know, what, what, what in our context, we get this opportunity to kind of live this out in our own unique way. So what is it going to look like for us? What does Definitely. the church decide as a capital C, that this is how we're going to do things, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. What else? What Anything else that you got that stood out to you? The only thing that I that stood out to me, and maybe it's just relevant to, it's kind of a reach, but um, we have the Jesus Calling book. Um, it's like a children's book that if you dedicate your child, um, he's like, we'll give you one. Bribery. And uh, Kinsley's finally at the age where she's like recognizing it, and it just sits at our table, and so we'll open it. Yeah. And I just laughed as I'm like opening parts of it, and I'm like, Ugh, like, how do I make that you know like even just like the smallest like and then they send and then they're naked and then they're this and how I'm like totally making it ambiguous for her to for her little mind to just understand but then how I also like as I'm reading it I'm like oh I can interpret this one way and interpret it another way and and but at the end of the day like it's still telling the same story but the ambiguity that that I, I so I read this story of Adam and Eve to her and then um and it was like the fruit and Satan and the snake. And I was like trying to think about how to explain Satan to her. But then then Sunday came and then I was thinking, okay, well, the ambiguity part of how can you still think it's ambiguity, blah, 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 I say in that word way too, ambiguous, sure. but still give the full story. Like yeah. you're not like, I'm not going to take parts out of it and be like, oh, and then it was all great. And then they had fun and lived happily ever after (laughs) like she still needs to know the story but it can be um still told in a way that is you can understand it still yeah but still not take the um take the context out of it yeah it's interesting because um yeah and my pushback on that would be like it's okay if your reasoning is intentional mm-hmm. to be careful about what parts of the stories are left in and left out. Like I, I'm even thinking of, of um, 
like coming back to like the civil rights and and civil war and Abraham Lincoln's role and all of that. Like mm-hmm. as as a kid, you just grew up and he had a beard, a top hat, and he did the Gettysburg yeah. Address, right? And that's enough. That's all you need to know in this point. And then right. you watch that like show that Lincoln movie that came out a few years ago, and mm-hmm. you realize the complexity of all of the politics that were going right. on in there, and all his role, you and, know. And I didn't go back to my mom and be like, "You lied to me. <laughs> you made it so simplified." Right. I'm like, no, as a kid, that's what I needed to know. Right. And that you can evolve in your in your faith and yeah. what you continue like the to freedom to be like she deeper. wasn't wrong in not telling mm-hmm. me um about some other things and how, you know, he wasn't perfect and you know, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. But um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, evolving and digging deeper and evolving in your as you evolve in your faith too. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you have on the agenda. I'll just read it off. Attending Passover with friends. Did oh you yeah, because you had talked. So when one of my really good friends from Nashville, um, is Jewish, and and I would say she's like fifty percent cultural, culturally Jewish, okay. and then like attends. Um, what's what's it, church? Yeah, is it called uh, church? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't. She's not super religious. It's not mass, but, right? But it's, she's uh, definitely yeah. culturally yeah. Jewish. Yeah. And there's a big um, Jewish population in Nashville. Well, we all did like a um, Christmas like get together, and she was like, "Can we? Sh- would you guys let me do a Passover uh, dinner?" And we're like, "Sure." And in that Passover dinner, one of one of the other friends that was in the master's program, he um, grew up in a traditional church and is was like somewhat of a pastor, uh, pastor's kid, and then somewhat of a pastor, and was doing um, divinity school. Um, alongside our program so it was somewhat of a pastor that's that's something like my title (laughs) somewhat of a pastor because he just he just he's never been a pastor but so like I don't know like just super interested in everything and yeah super smart I think he's still going to school I don't think he's working still going. just like yeah, yeah just like one of those people that like just love school so he so we're in this we're in Passover and I'm like, okay, it's going to last like an hour or two hours. No, like we did like legit Passover. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really interesting because he was very inquisitive to her about like, oh, okay. So you believe this happened in this situation. So we kind of believe this. And, uh, and like I listened and kind of, I was getting kind of confused to be completely honest because they're, they were both super knowledgeable in their situations. And I'm like kind of trying to enjoy myself slash like listen and yeah. understand but um, if you ever have the chance to, Mallory, to, the non-confrontational, right, I'm like, hey, I'll this have my glass food of is wine. good though, huh? <laughs> right. Well, you're only supposed to like eat certain things at certain times yeah, too, right. and you like have to follow the like um, order of things. Like you have the things out, and so it was fascinating. And she actually came to um, a couple years ago. She actually ended up working with my sister, really good friend. And she came to Christmas, and we did another kind of Jewish tradition with her too. So. I think it's pretty fascinating to learn about things in the Jewish tradition because it has a lot to do with our Old Testament and it can kind of broaden your knowledge in that way. Yeah, that's so, good. Yep. Fun stuff. Good. I got to add stuff more to the agenda because I actually have stuff to talk about Yeah, now. right, right. <laughs> Not just Cade, Kinsley, my life. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, good. All yeah. right. Uh, so every episode we like to finish things off with uh, things that we have found interesting mm-hmm. Uh, and all all of that goodness. Yeah. Sometimes it's bachelor updates, which is coming towards the end. Uh, uh, episode. I, I know you're not watching, but I yeah. am. And Kyle is and it I, getting good? I mean, 
yeah, yeah. So like three girls left, I, four girls. There's three left. Okay. They 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 uh they just did their little uh night in the, the what do they call it fantasy suite thing. Oh yeah. But like one of the girls is like, hey, my faith doesn't allow me to kind of do this. <laughs> and if by the way, if if you have and um then I'm out. And he's like, well, you know, you're third, right? Like it's it's super awkward. So I think she's leaving. I oh, think it's, it's great. There's it's just. Height, height of drama, but I am excited for it to be over with because yeah. I'm excited to have my Monday nights back a little bit. But <laughs> anyways, that was just a cheap, cheap little throw in thing. Uh, okay. So what, what have you found interesting lately? So mine's just a podcast. I had two, but I'm going to go with one of them. Um, It's a super relevant or not relevant, popular podcast, but they don't always do, um, do new ones. They've been doing reruns, but they have a new one. Reply All. It's called Pure Delecto and the Spooky Adventure. And it, in the episode, they interview a slate um, slate journalist that her job is literally just to like look up embarrassing moments on social media of people like mm. and she's in the political beat so she all she does is like she's having a heyday this right is her zone and it's right like now. the typical millennial job like oh, okay your job sure. is just to like these creep on social media and find something that is these men and women yeah. are traveling dumb hours of all the day they're mm -hmm. in planes and they get off and then they got to talk and they're reading from a prompter and they don't care and they're nope. like we love it here in chicago i mean uh where am i right uh, Yes. Bellevue, yeah. you know, all this kind of stuff, right? They uh, they are set up for failure. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden yesterday oh, Joe. said, uh, please vote for me. I'm running for U.S. Senate. No, he didn't. Yes. And they're like. Well, did you see them not the know Senate? the Mexican? Um, that was Amy Klobuchar. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's all over. I, I feel bad. I felt like it was like, a hard exchange many times, between her and Pete, but like you should know that. How like, many times in the middle? I mean, you, you just have a brain fart and it's just not allowed. No. You just can't. Well, her especially job on the debate is floor to like find so kind of sneaky things that they're doing. So yeah. the main one that they talked about was Pete Buttigieg's. Um, yeah. So basically, one of his like allies, friends, part of that campaign has made like his Wikipedia page and like listed all his great accomplishments. Sure. And basically she is proving that like this is not like a source Wikipedia page. Like it's totally your campaign doing it. Totally. And they totally. like won't admit to it. And it's just pretty <laughs> well, fascinating. Well, it's not me, clearly. And, and she found Mitt Romney's like secret Instagram and just making fun of them. Oh, how he's got a burner easy, account? How easy it was like. She looked up his kids and like found a follower of a follower and like, okay, it's gotta be this guy oh, who man. has like who's following like eight people. Mitt Romney's wasn't that fascinating, but more just that like, come on, like, can't you be smarter to not like to like have a few blockers to not have someone be able to find it? But the Pete one is interesting just because he is now kind of even if he doesn't, I mean, he's more than likely not going to be the Democratic nominee. But like he, his namesake, how he got from being no one to someone is pretty fascinating, and yeah, and how he quite the like, jump, mm -hmm. yeah, from just being a small mayor, right? And the guy that, and another fun fact in this was that the guy that played him on SNL, I don't know his name. They went to college together too, so he has like all these weird connections. It's uh, it's Colin Jost. Okay, he, he does yeah. the, the weekend update. He's, like, He's oh, also yeah, we were friends dating uh, Scarlett <laughs> Johansson. Was oh, it the uh, fancy? Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> That's a fancy date for him, but yeah. So it's um, if you haven't listened to Reply All too, they kind of just have random topics, but this was an interesting one. And the uh, the gal that did the article or all the stuff with them is from Slate. Okay. Yep. Will you will you send a, a link yeah. to that and then we will post it on our yep. our social. If you go to For say sure. something pod at say something pod on Twitter, 
Oh, uh, no, we to, have a Twitter. We do, yeah. Sweet. We'll post all of these things. Because I feel bad because I've been saying some of these. Like, we'll get it, and then it just yeah, yeah. gets out there. But if you follow us on there, then all of any reference shout-outs that we get will go Kay. on there. I can do that. You like pickled jalapenos? I like pickled foods. Do you? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't like pickled foods, oh. typically. I can't stand pickles. Oh, but I love pickled asparagus. Do you have any foods that you thought you hated for a really long time and then you just never maybe had it in the right context? And now, oh, I think as an adult for sure. Okay. Like seafood, hands down, one of those things for me. Okay. I, like, I hate coffee it. was that for me. I oh, hated coffee all yeah. through college, which is crazy. Like through yeah. college is when How I needed it. And now I can't go a morning without it. Yeah. Um, uh, onions. I've never, mm. I always thought onions were d- gross. Wait, do you like bananas now? I, now? I love onions. No, I, still bananas. <laughs> I are remember still gross. that fun bananas fact about you that you hate bananas. Bananas are still <laughs> the worst. Pickles are terrible. I don't like cucumbers because they could be pickles. Yeah. I, I just, um, I, I always thought jalapenos kind of fell on that for mm-hmm. me. Um, uh, and I have been digging jalapenos like crazy lately. Yeah. And, uh, so I had mentioned it to some, I don't even remember where, but, um, in our small group, uh, the bear, Richie and Lindy, brought over pickled jalapenos that they had Ooh. done at home, and, and like a jar of them. And oh, I've been crushing those. Things. So were they love them? Are they hot though? Like are they super See, spicy? No. Now okay. that's the thing that I found out in my research about my something interesting's is that um, I think I'd always not liked them because a couple of times when you go to the grocery store, the range, the Scoville range can vary between several hundred points based on the same exact jalapenos. It's about, you know, some of the stuff about how they got picked and and how long, how old they are, how Mm -hmm. long they've been sitting and and all this kind of stuff. So the range can be varied, but for the most part, they're actually a very mild and even more mild when you pickle them, they, Mm. they become more tart. So they did it themselves. They cooked them themselves themselves and jarred them all up. And, uh, uh, and so right now, I mean, like these are just like fantastic. Like it's a little bit of heat, but tons of flavor. I should I love try that because Alex really likes jalapenos. Yeah, I will include a uh, a pretty good recipe okay. on there um, that I think is awesome. And the best part of it is, is these jalapenos. If you keep them in the pickle juice and, and refrigerate, you know, keep them refrigerated it's up to six months shelf life. That was our fermented fear. foods are good I for know. you. They're Absolutely, good for your gut. Yeah. So health, health, so health tips. we did the grill last night. We fired up the grill oh, for the first time in months, yeah. and I grilled burgers oh. with melted cheddar, Tillamook nice. cheddar cheese, so and jalapenos. Then, oh, oh so man, good. I'm so good. So good. I will say, I got a, a wee bit of heartburn today. <laughs> like right now, I'm like, I probably <laughs> maybe cut down on the jalapeno usage by half. Probably <laughs> moving forward, just probably because they're back it off a little yeah. bit. Um, but super, really, really, cool. really good. I'll have to um, try this. And I, I do have like one more small little say something interesting okay. pod. Have I mentioned McMillions yet on this podcast? No, but I, okay, I haven't watched it because we haven't done HBO again, but I listened to a review of it. It is so good, you okay. guys. I've heard it, right. they said it was really good too. It is a six part mini series documentary through HBO on the whole debacle, the debacle that is the Monopoly game right. at McDonald's, which I grew up in the height of it. Right. We I loved it. I did not go to McDonald's all that much, but when Monopoly was going on, their their on average store over store growth during the game was seven percent, which doesn't sound like much, but when you're talking about twenty six thousand right. stores across America, you're talking millions and millions and millions mm-hmm. of dollars. And I was part of those millions of dollars because we would go. Mm-hmm. I would buy straight hash browns because I could get two stickers on yes. a hash brown 
and I, they had like two for dollars. Getting rich quick, I think, was very relevant. Oh, in I was our like a gambler up. at yes. heart, and I didn't even know it. It was just taking the. Oh, form my of grandparents always bought us like scratch cards. And I had the board. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And Same. They would give them out. Do you remember this? They would give them out in the paper. In the paper, they would have no. the full, uh, like a full sheet when the first game first came out. And I had friends who delivered the paper, and so they would just pull those out of all of the papers that they were about to deliver because you never know what you're not getting, right? It's not like they would pull the stickers off. They would just pull the entire ad out, and then we would have, like, freaking sausage biscuits more than we could ever eat, right, and all these game pieces. And I never won anything other than fries and and sandwiches, Yeah, and it's all about, like, no one winning or, like, someone thinking they are winning. always wondered who actually wins these big prizes. Well, I'll tell you who does. It's a big scam. There's like this Italian mafia that's behind the whole yeah. deal. For like nine years that this game was going on, there was not a single legit winner over. Okay, like so how hasn't this become a bigger deal then? Well, it was an FBI case, on, and I don't know if it like just got declassified, and now they can talk about it because they're doing a bunch of. So the podcast follows uh, the FBI guys who did the investigation. Because I've heard on that this. the review I listened to talked about the host or talked about the main, not the host, the main person in it, Uncle so, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, I think no, I I want to watch it because the review that I listened to sold yeah, it to me too. But like you know, he's hiring guys to kind of meet and then they're all kind mm. of somewhat related, but they all have different last names and come from different areas of the world and East Coast, West Coast. Do and, Does McDonald's have an American CEO? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. So here's the thing about it that is that they make very clear up front. Um, it wasn't McDonald's. McDonald's hires a marketing company to run Oh, okay, them. okay. So it had to do with the marketing company that they hired. Not McDonald's was just as floored. Uh, as everybody else when they got information. But here's the tricky thing that you'll find out in the first episode, so I don't feel like I'm giving too much away. The FBI came to them uh, prior, I think it was 2001, um, or maybe 2002, one of those two, right at the end, and they go, listen, we know it's fixed. We're getting really close to figuring out who it is, um, but we want you to do this game for one more year as if it was normal. So they knew so they about it for it the last year so that they could Oh, find I it. think we might have to re-up our HBO yeah, to watch it. Yeah, it's worth it. It's so good. Because we do it. So, we'll watch HBO for like two months and then cancel catch, it. Just catch up catch on everything, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So do that. Do that. Um, and it's on episode four of six. So wait for two more weeks and then you can just binge, binge all it. six of them. Okay. Um, or I think HBO is really good. So you just yeah. watch yeah definitely anyways um yeah uh interesting stuff there is a follow-up podcast called the mcmillions podcast Uh, you can listen to it which is what i did with chernobyl when they had that show which was amazing it was fantastic because it's like but that one's different because that was kind of a fictional narrative so then the podcast was like what's real what was fake and you know manufactured Mm -hmm. for the show this entire documentary is like a legit thing so i I have not listened to the podcast because it didn't appeal to me in that way but i'm i know they have it so i'm just throwing it out there as a extra resource for you if you want to Cool. Follow along, but uh, McMillions. There you go. Awesome. And right. announcements? Do we have? Uh, yeah. So we uh, we've got our trivia night coming up next mm-hmm. uh, Friday night. So come hang out with us and prove how smart we you are. We will be at Silver Mountain. We're going <gasps> on a family Look at vacation. You. That was my first skiing trip I ever went on. I learned yeah. to ski at Silver Mountain. Uh, yeah. the big gondola ride up to the top. They're kind of our family's kind of pulling us in because we were like, oh, two kids up there. Like that doesn't sound fun. But they're well, like, now they've get got over like, it, the come. indoor water park yeah. Yeah. and all the stuff. Our family just told us like, get over it. You guys are coming. Yeah, so good. We're good going. That's great yep. exciting well we'll miss you at trivia but night. yeah trivia night and then if any ladies out there are interested in a friday night group aubrey pitzer's um hosting 
Um, I think it's a, I don't know what the book's called, but it's on friendship. So it's on Friday nights at 630. And, and we like Aubrey, weeks. so you know so, it's going to be a group. Yeah. And Kylie, my wife, is putting together all the questions for the trivia. Yeah, nice. And she's been walking me through them. We have uh, a, it'll be uh, March Madness themed round. Oh, nice. There is a uh, St. Patty's Day themed it's round. It's a really fun trivia. If you've been to other trivia that you're like, oh, I don't know any of the answers to it. Yeah. It's not like that. You're not going to know all the answers, but you're at least going to understand and be able to participate. Exactly. I don't know. Sometimes I've been to trivia. Brent's been with me. I'm an awful like because I don't well, listen. Well, and... I mean, <laughs> we asked you to go do like the food runs. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm good at that. <laughs> so, so, but this is fun. Like I felt like when I went to it last time, we sat with our small group and actually participated. We had Mallory just scream out answers. <laughs> And then we would act like we would write it down, and then all the other teams would maybe <laughs> right. Say I it. was the, and then we'd get the other. We'd be like, "Well, now what's the, what do we really want to put down?" I'm just kidding, obviously. Oh, um, but, but yeah, great time to invite someone. It'd be a really fun event. Yep, next and, Friday, and all it's uh, ten bucks per person, fifty bucks for a team, up to mm-hmm. six people. All of the money goes uh, towards Brittany Pierre, our missionary at uh, Denise Children, as part mm-hmm. of our Wear Love Initiative for the month of February. Even though the event's taking place in March. Like, it's, like, it's close enough for us. Yeah. And uh, so, anyways, cool. we'd love to have you out for that. Other than that, uh, have a great week, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening in. See you next, See you week, next week sometime. Yeah. Whenever we <laughs> decide knows? to record. Whenever we decide it works out. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening.